Trek program. It's time for action, Program complete. Listen when ready. We are recording. Cha 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 cha. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerd Check Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff. I'm here with David. Hey guys. And Phil. Hey everybody. Hello. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm here. So that's something. I'm alive. Something being alive, <laughs> breathing, breathing. Yeah, breathing is. I I support breathing. Upright. Yep. Yeah. In out. In out. That's that's what she <laughs> that's said. That's what she said. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all never disappoint with one of those, do you? Love it. No, I disappoint in so many other ways. Other not ways, with those. yes, but not those. Not those. Not those. <laughs> you got the that's what she said jokes locked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that on my dating profile. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> That's what she said jokes. <laughs> I'm a catch, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a catch. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Everyone go find Jeff on Tinder. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jeff underscore the underscore nerd. No. <laughs> I'm divorced, but I'll drive to Denver for some Star Trek shit. Straight. Let's do it. Right. And that was for yeah. a friend. That was that for was, friends. Imagine yeah. what he'd do for someone that uh, was more than a friend. He actually cared about <laughs> Ouch. I don't know if I'd want to say that. Well, I don't care about my friends. Sorry to all of Jeff's friends. Come in like that. Sorry. Hey, half of our audience is either related to me or a friend of mine. So Someone he may <laughs> care about in a different way. God. Oh. <laughs> well, that just took a sad turn. Thanks, Phil. All Everyone, right. Take a dose of alcohol. Uh, Let's get past right. that one. All right. All right. Today Thank we're talking you. about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Because it's such a cheery episode, too. Today we're talking about disability. Right. <laughs> quadriplegia. Handicap. Well, no, not, not quite. All right. Or not quite quadriplegia. But. Um, so DS9, season two, episode six, Melora. Original air date, October 31st, 1993. Perfect Halloween episode. Just saying. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, so basically, this new ensign comes aboard. She's an alien we've never seen before and probably never see again. Um, basically grew up on a planet with low uh, gravity. So coming into Earth standard, like one gravity uh, is too much for her. She has to wear like an exosuit and be in a wheelchair. It kind of reminds me, and I wonder if this is where they got the the the, the thing from is on the on Orville. Orville. I thought exactly that, yeah. where she grew it, up on the character. Steal this? No, so there's well, a character who grew up opposite. on a planet with like super heavy gravity. So in Earth gravity, she's like super strong. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so kind of the opposite. Can't go there. Yeah. She doesn't gotcha. need a brace or anything. But I think after a while, her bones like started to deteriorate, and she had to go back. Yeah, she so got too kind weak. Of a thing. But they, yeah. it was, it's a very interesting character because it is this small girl who plays or small woman, and she looks very dainty, and then she like throws big dudes around, and it's yeah. a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> Actually, sorry, in, in in the episode where she goes back to her planet is also starring Robert Picardo and John Billingsley. Oh, Tommy really? Rizzo. I yes, knew Picardo. Is. Yes, I didn't know Billingsley. Now, see, there you go. Hey, Jeff, um, I recognize someone other than Billy, because I remember him from forever now. But forever, yeah. I knew who Robert Picardo was, and I didn't have to Google. Very nice. <laughs> I am proud of you. 
we're gonna make a trekkie out of you you're gonna be at some star wars like fan may the fourth celebration you're gonna make some like star trek joke and it'll be like ha ha oh, oh, the long con has worked the long then they're con. gonna beat you up and take your star wars fan card yes they will. <laughs> rip it out of my hands it'll them. take like 10 of them but <laughs> are you saying because they're all weaklings is that why? and because yes. i'm gonna be holding on to it that tight it is both <laughs> it's both, it's both. um so yeah so she comes aboard uh, a little bit of romance with julian and then i kind of get what they're going with this like handicap it's you know she doesn't want any any help because she's trying to be independent but then she does need help because everyone needs help because we're all fuck-ups and then there's kind of a cure for it and she kind of wants it, but then Julian wants it and then it gets weird. And, and then there's a, I'm actually more interested in the B story with Quark. Uh, Cause someone's trying to kill Quark. <laughs> yeah. That was just, mm-hmm. a, that's the one that I was more interested in of like Odo being like, I'll do my job. Unfortunately. Huh. Like, <laughs> my yeah, favorite part like, is when Quark goes into his office and he goes, he's trying to kill me. And then Odo turns around with this like smile <laughs> And he's yeah. like, ah, oh, so many thoughts. Ooh, great thoughts. If, if only. Mm. Can I help them? Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. It's like, I couldn't be that lucky. Yeah. yeah. Their their relationship gets better and better and better as we go. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um. So, okay. I like the story with Julian. I like, he's not as creepy. It's more of a consensual romance. Mm. I mean, well, I guess from a doctor-patient thing, it probably isn't, but... <laughs> but well, it's better than the other ones you can see he doesn't yeah he doesn't come on super strong he comes in being a friend and then you can see they kind of connect he, and go yeah. from there but i mean that's how typical romances do develop you you spark interest in the person because you're interested in the person yeah. it's not creepy you wait to see if there are responses and there are and then they move forward so julian did it right in this one it's not that's the how it's supposed thing. to work that's how it's supposed to. I don't know. Ugh, says don't says the married know. man with a snarl. What the? <laughs> Do I want to know? That's what's dark. Was yours an arranged marriage? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it sometimes. I mean, what? Like how it works? She won't listen to this. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my point is that it's not him, like with Jed Zia, where he's like, "You, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on." It was. I felt like it was pretty organic and natural, and definitely it felt better. So it was. It removes the ick factor. So this very (laughs) much reminded me of multiple episodes in TNG with Jordy and (laughs) insert woman of the week. Yeah. Hologram. Whatever. Scientist. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can see that. uh, Yeah. Oh, well, and she's only there to do like a one day experiment and leave. She's going to the gamma quadrant to do her thing and that's it. Then she's gone. Yeah. Um, it's, so like I said, I, I know what Trek's trying to do here. Of course, they bring in the the character who has some sort of disability. Or it's, it's not even a disability. It's just she is not matched to the same atmosphere. So but that's how they, they get around it to make it look yeah. like, you know, to mm-hmm. translate to, to like 1990s, you know, things. It amounts course, to the same thing. It's something yeah. that she didn't ask for. It's not her fault. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you get her like making a bigger deal out of it and then cisco's like no one's doing that and she's kind of a dick and then oh well the julian she's, a, she's hyper up. defensive like yeah almost the whole time yeah um but then they get to the treatment part and i i'm glad she had that scene with with dax where she's like well then i can't go home i can't do this and you're like she's mm-hmm. losing that part of herself to try and accommodate to again 
that's called standard gravity that's going to be on all you know federation ships and everything um which is it which is interesting too because i think every other planet we've been to you don't get a huge uh environmental shift i think like vulcan is a bit you know like more humid and like hotter but every other planet is like perfectly fine it's they're they're very earth-like yeah but it makes sense it would have to planet it would have to be a pretty significant difference just a little bit off wouldn't be that big of a deal the gravity was well no, but that's what i'm saying if the gravity is not that far off your body would adjust to being in quote-unquote yeah. normal earth gravity or whatever yeah, yeah we really don't see any crazy planets like that until like voyager so yeah that's, yeah there's some weird shit in voyager, there's some weird shit in voyager. <laughs> like those green ooze things <laughs> that's a whole yeah that's a whole thing um so that was interesting um yeah the the plot with cork uh, an old business partner gets out of jail and wants to kill Quark. So you get. I'm, sur- I'm surprised this plot doesn't happen like all the damn time with Quark, honestly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of them wouldn't be just tell him. Like, <laughs> I think that's really yeah. the kicker. <laughs> like, he actually huh. was like, "I'm here to kill you," and he's like, "Oh crap!" And then he tried to like bribe him. Yeah, he brings over like the Davo girls and stuff, and <laughs> it's just not a bad move. I mean, what could you do? You either try and like right force him or Go with what you got, I guess. Yeah. So he's like, what do I got? I got stuff to trade to make me seem useful. He has the uh, the underboob uh, from mm-hmm. Double Girl. And, the green has, one. and he has 199 pieces of gold pressed latinum because uh, he's trying to sell some like antiques back to the people that they were stolen from. Which is freaking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And, and 100% on, 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 on point for Frankie. Oh, yeah. We do get another rule of acquisition. We do. Uh, yeah. A deal's a deal. Deal's a deal. Is a deal. A deal is a deal. So, 19th rule of acquisition. I know we should attract. The, well, actually, I do have a book somewhere. There's a book of them. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, okay, so what counts as a Ferengi sh- shenanigan in this? He's making a deal. It's not like an illegal deal, and he's trying to schmooze over the guy trying to kill him. Is any of those sh- shenanigans worthy? That is interesting. Is Sexual favors really I don't having... think count as shenanigans. That, that's a normal. That, that's like a Tuesday. <laughs> I was gonna say we're gonna start really defining what a shenanigan is here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I can see I, these being borderline. I mean, it's it's normal Ferengi tactics, but it's not necessarily shenanigans. I, I'm going to go on the non-shenanigan vote here for me. Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, the only reason I would consider maybe shenanigans is because, like you said, he was trying to sell back their antiquities to themselves. That's a shenanigan. <laughs> the fact yeah, but that he, he was trying to, to bribe acquire... the guy with the gold is, a different, is not a shenanigan. Yeah. Well, but he didn't steal them to sell them back. He was like the middleman and got them from someone else. So he had to probably buy them from somebody else. So he's just being compensated, which I think is a standard Ferengi deal. I guess. I'm 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 voting non shenanigans. I mean, if we're ba- if we're basing on what's illegal, me, that that's would just technically like, be extortion. Like, yeah, to me that's not a shenanigan. That's just like a typical Ferengi business practice. It wouldn't. Yeah. it's nothing outside of their ordinary. Okay. He saw an opportunity for a profit and he took it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am willing to go no shenanigans. I just feel like, I feel like it straddles it. That's what she said. Um, Odo does not turn into anything. Sadly. Yeah, I know. No one dies. Oh no. Okay. So here's where I do have a question about possibly uh, a death because when he kidnaps the, the runabout, he shoots Melora and she says, why didn't it kill me? Because she had all that, like, those, like, new testing Neuro, things. So yeah, when stuff. he shot the other guy who was buying the antiques, did he kill him or was it a stun? 
I would think it killed him. It didn't seem like he was interested in preserving life. I don't think he's a stun kind of person. I'm willing to count that one. I don't know. With that disruptor, though, if because it wasn't like a Federation phaser, it was a disruptor. So if if he was shot uh, in a strong enough setting to kill him, it probably would have vaporized him. That's not all of them, though. That's only some of them. Like I know I'm, willing, I'm but... willing to go with the line of dialogue over Phil's conjecture on exactly <laughs> what would happen when you're shot. I think that's a more reliable source, especially because well, it's in episode. Because yeah, she says, phrase. why did it not kill me? Yeah, she expected it to kill her. Yeah, because it, it'd be different. Well, if, yeah, because they, they, they threatened oh, to kill her. They didn't. He didn't threaten to kill the other guy. No, but he just shot both of them. I think it would be different if they had come back and said, well, it didn't kill you because it was on stun. That's the, Then I'd be like, no, he didn't kill anybody, but there's an expectation that it was going to kill somebody. And he's willing to kill because he would kill Quark. So I, I'm gonna, I, I'm okay well, yeah, counting that guy as a death. And he literally said, I will kill a hostage, and then did so so that they would listen to him. So there was yeah, no but those, stun but those were the stun hostages and stuff, though. That wasn't during the transaction. That was afterwards. Yeah, but I still don't think he cares to stun. Why stun someone and, and leave a witness? I I think he he killed him. Okay. So are are you voting not a kill? Or you're indifferent? Mm. I'm voting kill. Kill, kill, kill. I vote kill, kill too. Kill. Okay, fine. I know coming from Phil, who was like begging for deaths here, and he's like, I'm 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 <laughs> handing you one. Yeah, but we have standards. God damn it. No, we no, don't. We, what are standards? It's <laughs> when. <laughs> I haven't written out any sentences over and over because I did something yeah. wrong. What are you talking about? All right. Add a death. I'm adding right. it. I'm counting it. All right. So we have our standard TOS of 1650. We have our TNG massacre of 30,028. Oh. Okay. I, I will amend my vote to say death because, well, it's in memory alpha, so it must be official. It says <laughs> during the exchange, Ashrock was murdered by affiliate caught the former business partner of Quarks who stole both the rings and he's listed as deceased. So, okay. So he doesn't take our word for it. He has to use a third party. That's fine. We probably had a questionable. So I did some additional research and now I'm more than happy to vote. Yes. Okay. He did some research. It's fine. As long as you feel comfortable, Phil, that's all that matters. God damn it. Uh, (laughs) Finally, somebody that understands. Voting is about making everyone feel comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Uh, Hey, if if we're going to be on a boat for a week together, you will not be comfortable at all around me. Okay. I plan on bringing a Speedo. I was going to say, we all get our own beds this time, at least, right? I don't care if it's a small bunk, but I get yes. my own. Thank yes. God. You got your own bed in Vegas. I had to share. Yeah, was, you had I'm your still, own bed. What the fuck? I'm still going to snore in the, our five-foot cabin. Oh, I don't care. That's 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 why I have noise-canceling earbuds. Yeah, it'll be its own echo chamber. I can sleep through it. No problem. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> okay, sorry. All right. do, do the kill So, yes, thing. we had our massacre of 30,028 <laughs> in TNG, and then we now have 917 DS9 deaths. We're creeping up on 1,000 for a total of deaths of 32,595 in Trek. Nice. So far. Nice. Okay. Get there eventually. Um, so this one ends basically... Uh, they save Quark. They put the guy in, into custody, and apparently, being in zero G saves saves the day. So she chooses not to get the surgery to be, to be fixed, um, and she moves on because I mean and she's we, leaving anyway. So. Yeah, and we'll never and see I, her again. And oh, I yeah. did like that how they she established like with Julian that it's disorienting when you first go into zero G like that and you're not used to it, which makes sense. And then she does it on the ship and like manages to knock him out or whatever. 
But I was a little surprised he didn't manage to, like, point and fire Mm. the gun. Like, I understand being a little disoriented and stuff, but, like, you'd imagine... Well, you're, like, flying off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, before you got hit, but... What's kind of weird, though, is, like, I would... Okay, granted, they're not in zero-G a lot, you know, because there is artificial gravity on the station and on ships and everything. Mm -hmm. But I would think Julian would have some, like, zero-G training from Starfleet. Yeah, they've talked about that in other episodes, about going through a zero-G... Uh, class and the, during the academy. Yeah, because even in first contact, when they're going to go walk on the hole to go fight the Borg, yeah, uh, he says to Worf, "How is your zero G training?" He's like, "Well, it, it made me nauseous." Yeah, yeah. So they have zero G training, and just, but it's it's been a while, I guess. But the the scene that they did in her quarters was really cool. Yeah, yeah they're probably in like like a, really a, a suspension wire or something. Wires. Yeah, they did it with yeah. wires, but still, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. You can and always Julian's tell, like, uh. well, so you can always tell, or at least maybe I can, is when people are doing suspension wires, especially from like the 80s, 90s, is because they always kind of pull in a little more narrow so they can yeah. fit their arms and legs like in between the wires and they just kind of yeah. spin. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all, saying, it's spinning on that that's all we can do. Right that's all we can do. That's spinning on one axis. Yeah. That one, yeah. So that's all they can do. This is all we can handle. The only other way to achieve that effect is to literally get in like the vomit comet where they go up mm-hmm. high and in yeah, the plane and down like they did in Apollo yeah. 13 and yeah. a lot of that. And yeah. that's super expensive. Plus, you have to do it over and over and over. That's really hard on the on the act. Oh, yeah. Well, and you only get like 30 seconds at a time or something like that. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Well, but supposedly for that new Tom Cruise movie, which is, I don't know, or they're filming something in a couple of years, he's going to go into space. Supposedly, oh, or, yeah. or like like upper what? atmosphere to to film a movie in like not do the vomit comet, not do like just be in space. Hmm. Supposedly, nice. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think my favorite parts of this episode was the Klingon restaurant. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it establishes that there's like a Klingon chefs and musicians because we haven't really seen mm-hmm. any of the Klingons aside from like you know warriors and yeah and Cowron and shit. So there is a, like a <laughs> chef, which I don't know how much of a chef you are. If you just you just but like you pick certain worms, shove your hand into a barrel full <laughs> of worms, and I was just saying it's like the calling bowl. the person serving Chinese food in the mall a chef because they're just scooping stuff off of the platters and doing that. But supposedly he made it too. I mean, somebody had yeah. to cook it before it went into there. But well, no, because you don't cook a lot of Klingon food. It's mostly raw. Well, yeah. It's, got a, it's it's prepared in some way. It's, it's in seasonings or oils or who knows what. But no yeah, sauce. You don't want sauce. No sauce. Yeah. No sauce. <laughs> uh, and then he has like um, the little like part of like a, a violin that he's singing. And like that, that was like that was like the coolest thing. I like seeing aliens outside of what we typically see them at. Like seeing mm-hmm. a Cardassian tailor is, is cool or seeing a non-military Cardassian or a non-military Klingon. It's like. There's other occupations. Yeah, because yeah, like it doesn't we, have we to have be this, a lot of them. Yeah, we have this thing in our heads like, oh, this is what they're supposed to be like. And then as soon as you break that norm, it's like, oh, look at this. Yeah. Well, because there has to be Klingon scientists or poets or, I mean, there's, you know, or Cardassian Well, and that was the problem. Or, that was the problem um, in the Wharf Blue Barrel episode. They're, <laughs> they're like, oh, well, usually they just let the patient die. So they haven't really done much research on neurological conditions and stuff. Yeah. It's like this is just part of their culture. So Klingon doctors just use like leeches, or they have like a like a <laughs> bloodletting and stuff. There's like a surgical <laughs> knife that they just like stab people with. That's 
That's dialysis. We all saw the the voyage home. <laughs> dialysis. What is this? The Dark dialysis. Ages. Dark Ages. Yeah. yeah. Good reference. I'm proud of you for that one. Mm-hmm. That was a that long time ago. Up, that one it comes up as a meme ago. every so often on. It does. On stuff. <laughs> I'm still proud of you. But I'll take it. I'm proud of me too. Oh. Um. I don't know. What do you guys, uh, Phil? What are your thoughts on for this episode? Yeah, I like the episode. Like I said, it, it reminds me a lot of a Jordy uh, striking out with the ladies kind of episode or him being a creeper or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I could go either way. But no, the episode itself is good. Um, too bad we'll never see her again. I kind of like her character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the actress that played her ended up in Doctor Who. So whatever. Oh, she did? Yeah, was she? she was like the, she was like the companion to the eighth doctor, I guess. Uh, what? Hold on. As the resident Doctor Who person, yeah, I have to look this up. You're saying I saw Doctor her, Who. She did not look familiar, but her name. Oh, she was in the movie. Yeah, in the movie. Oh, uh, Daphne movie? Ashbrook. Paul Daphne McCann. Ashbrook. Yeah, she was with Paul McCann. So that was in '96. And this yeah. was what ninety three, I said. So three years later, yeah. that's why. Because she, well, because it was the Americanized version, and people don't really like that one. And he, but he, he is canon, so oh, that's cool. Good catch, dude. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. I was. I didn't even uh, know there was a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was after the series ended, and and it aired in America. It took place in America because they're trying to like get more audience here. And then there was the movie, and then it was off the air until like the two thousands when they they rebooted it. Mm, but okay. it did not do very well. Of course not, because this is America and we're fucking morons. Whatever. Yeah, it was very American. Well, because Eric Roberts was the uh, uh, the master, and so it's like it was very Americanized. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So I I enjoy it. It 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 was a good episode. I kind of wish she was more of a more than just a one and done character. Mm. Um. But whatever. She's off doing her own thing now. So. <laughs> Cool. All right. Um, David. I I did like it too, and I liked her character. I thought it would have been nice to have her be kind of a repeat person or so on. Uh, obviously, with her having the condition off and then them having to like ADA the entire station uh, would have made it difficult <laughs> to keep her. But I, I I liked her. She was she brought a whole, another sense of of dynamics to the group. I thought she was a good match with Julian. Um. And obviously, once she kind of pulled the stick out of her ass a little bit about, like, I don't need help, I don't need help, Everything. I don't need help. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, no ensign would take a runabout by themselves. And she's like, well, it's because I have this whole thing. And he's like, no, I'm treating you like everybody else. Because you're an ensign. <laughs> I'm not giving you special treatment because of this. <laughs> like, in other um, So I think once she got the chip off her shoulder, it would have been a very good cast member to have. But, you know, it's an ensemble thing, and it's hard to push more people into this. So yeah, they're already sharing screen time and story between all these people. Yeah. And apparently when they were coming up with characters and stuff, um, her, the science officer character was supposed to be like, like uh, Palazar was, she was supposed to be, the, the person was supposed to be from a low uh, gravity environment oh, for Chedzia. Yeah. But for, sure. but because of the expense and all mm. of the hassle and stuff, they rewrote it and ended, ended up being Chedzia ended up being mm. Bax. So, yeah, this is kind of not a recycled idea, but one that they'd had back on the drawing room. And it's like, yeah. oh, we should go with this. Yeah. 
I did like her her line. So after that scene where she falls because she's trying to do too much, and and she makes a comment like, "Why would someone build a station with like a, a raised, oh, a raised ledge at like every yeah. door?" Every door. And, and you're like, "Yeah, why the fuck would someone do that?" <laughs> well, because most people, for whatever reason, can use. Well, I guess it's Kardashian Kardashian uh, building, but they even said that normally they would use like an anti grav chair of some kind. I'm just thinking Professor X from the X Men animated series <laughs> yeah. with his yellow floating chair. The floating chair. Um, yeah. And for some reason, it's funny, they're like, oh, the construction doesn't allow for that. And I'm like, okay, like, if it's anti-grav, gravity is the same kind of everywhere. Like, you'd imagine that as long as it has maybe solid floors, you'd be able to <laughs> lift off of it. But, yeah. but there's like, who knows? To me, I mean, it's, to me, it's a military design. Because, like, when you're on board, like, a military ship, they all the have bulkheads. raised lips and yeah. the bulkheads, yeah, where the doors are. Yeah, but that why? That makes sense. Because, well, in a submarine or something, Water. you need to be able to close it off and have You're it be space. Yeah, yeah, but yeah I know, but that's what we're saying, though. It's just a more, it it's just a militaristic kind of design. Yeah, but that's hard. If you're chasing someone down the uh, the hallway, you have to jump over these ledges and you can't just run. Yeah, that seems like way, that seems But like think problem. about it. If, if, yeah, you're not if wrong. part of the station gets hit by an asteroid and their power goes out so they can't do a force field, you need to be able to close it off so that it doesn't suck everything out. There's no the doors there. Damaged area. You don't know that there's doors that can close in those hallways? Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Every one of them. No, but they would, the they majority would slide of down from somewhere. The majority well, then, put the, the then put the lip there, not every fucking section. Hmm. Maybe there is one on each section. Who knows? Plus, they it. use those weird-ass round doors everywhere, so... Oh, the big wheels? Like big for, wheels for the airlocks. Mm. Big, clock, big cogs. Yeah, so you have to have... Yeah. I love Cause those. Because circle. circle. I'm I'm always impressed by the size of the set for DS9, just that like whole promenade set because it's like, you know, the biggest sets for, for TNG were probably like the bridge or 10 forward. Yeah. But the promenade is a fucking huge set. It's a two story set and you need to cover all angles, you know, like upstairs, downstairs, around corners. Like it's just a big ass set. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it is. I like it. And then they do have a lot of other places that they show too. So that wasn't the only set. Well, then, too, because it's like, you know, if you're in Quarks, then you have to have Quarks going out to the promenade or. Yeah, you, you know, still have an exterior. Promoto's office. Then or, you have, yeah. Yeah. From all those spots. So, yeah. But to that's keep... what I mean. It's not like one big set they're just showing at different angles all the time. They have yeah. other areas that they right. built also. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I know, but I think impressive. it's still a cool set. Because, yeah. like, well, for example, again, Firefly was one big set. The oh, whole God, ship. It comes out Firefly. Firefly. It always Firefly comes back to Firefly. <laughs> but it was one big set. That whole yeah. thing was, the ship was, and 90% of the show was shot on the ship so that's mm-hmm. they just did different sections so granted big construction yeah. kind of neat but this was like that times more because you had to have all these other different rooms and sections yeah. and everything else on firefly was either outside so they just did an outside shoot somewhere but word pretty much they're like we need a planet hmm. with cows with cows <laughs> when they were inside they didn't know they were cows but now they come out and they can see the sky and they know what they are they know they're cows <laughs> so weird that i understood what she said <laughs> <laughs> is it weird though i understood Ryan? what you just quoted you right just quoted? <laughs> damn it damn it uh-huh. all right um yeah i think good solid episode um some different character development for julian um kira didn't really do too much in the last one of this one she, there's she's kind of there in passing even like o'brien didn't do too much in this one but you know but i like that they can kind of shift around and have different focuses for different episodes so it was nice Vacation episode. Right. <laughs> so still get paid. No, no, I needed some vacation time. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, cool. Yeah, that's it for me. I'm, I, yeah, uh, decent episode. I thought it was good. Did we get um, a Devo meter for this episode? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna give this a nine. I really did like this one. Wow. Oh. But the, I, unlike the other ones, I couldn't couldn't really find anything major where I was like, ah, this rubbed me the wrong way, or I didn't like that. I thought the story was good. Um. I mean, that's the only thing that maybe was a little BSE was like, oh, the normal anti-grav chair won't work, so we have to have this rolly one. But I kind of liked that because they're like, oh, we replicated this chair and changed some stuff around and tried to make it sit higher and they had to try and put ramps in and stuff like that. So, oh, her her whole attitude when she gets in the chair the first time, she's like, this has been raised three centimeters. And Julian's yeah. like, fuck, I was trying to be nice. Yeah, and she's like, Ugh, I guess I'll just have and to then the quarters. She's like, you didn't do anything on the quarters, did you? He's like, no, no, it's exactly the way you asked. Like, <laughs> practicing, though, she had practiced with the uh, the other wheelchair. Yeah, for a month. Well, yeah, and she was about to call the manager on Julian <laughs> to complain. <laughs> I was like, well, what is this? Well, they don't call it a wheelchair. They called it like a trolley or something. Didn't they call it a trolley? Yeah, kind of... there was a weird word for it. Yeah, something British. But yeah, as I was gonna say, it sounded very British. Uh, like the shopping carts, they, they, call them trolleys. They, they didn't use pram. Yeah, they didn't call it a pram, right? Okay. Pram. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. One of them old no. people prams. They're like keep the jazz back in there. Nice. Uh, um, yeah, but no, good episode. I think it, it's it's worth a watch. All right, that's it for us. Check out mm-hmm. some stuff that we're doing. David, why don't you do our wrap up? Alrighty, yeah. Find out what's your nerd trek at thenerdtrek.com, where we got links to our social media sites. You can look in our eyes if you really, really want to, and you can buy some of our stuff if you're feeling it. And whenever you are done trying to kill Quark 2, you can give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll read that out over the air. And while you're there, check out some of our other podcasts, such as Aiming to Misbehave, a Firefly podcast, where I make these two watch all of Firefly with my co-pilot, Kara, and we talk Mm -hmm. about that. And they kick and scream a little bit, but uh, for the most part, it was painless. Um, Or you could check out uh, Acting Captain podcast, where said co-pilot Kara and a bunch of other Trek talkers talk about issues and subjects, and they take turns leading the discussion, making them the acting captain for that episode. Hmm. Yes. Um, Happily named. It is. The thing that bothered me about this episode, though, is that 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 fucking dangly thing in front of the guy's mouth. I'm like, how does he eat? And, and he tries to raise that cup when Quark gives him the cup. And I'm like, you're not drinking that. It did he for a second. Off. I was like, I, I was amazed. I'm like, I'm almost surprised the, the makeup department was able to do that. And he didn't rip. Like, he didn't open his mouth right? too far and rip it. No. But Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I just had to bring that up for whatever reason. All right. That is it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. And yeah. we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.